tuned in to Don Chen's Makes Friends. I am your host, Don Chen's, and I am here with, I keep, uh, this is funny, I keep saying this is Don Chen's Makes Friends, but so far, all current friends have been interviewed so far. So here's another current friend of mine, first name Dane. First name. What's up, man? His first name is Dane. It sure is. In real life. Um, how'd you settle on that name? Um, what else was in the running? I think on SoundCloud, when I first got on there, I think I I was on, on there under my name, Dane. And um, nah, that doesn't hit, right? Nah, it doesn't That's, hit. Yeah. It doesn't hit. So eventually, I, I don't even remember when I switched, but uh, I made the switch to first name, Dane, and we've been putting up the one ever since. First. First name. Yeah. Um, you're also the first person in my new studio. Shouts out to my amazing girlfriend, Brenna, for getting me the sign for my birthday. What a great birthday present. You did good. This she is, she this, did good. This sign is fire. Yes. Yeah. So it's a work in progress, this studio. This is a new studio, um, but you are the first esteemed guest in the new studio. Um, I'm you, honored. You have a, a girl, right? I do. Weren't you just on a trip? Yeah, me and Gigi, we were out in uh, Morocco and Lisbon, Portugal. Ooh, how was that? I actually almost went to Lisbon pretty recently and then really? it didn't work out. Yeah, so really? pitch yeah. me on it. Yeah, well, you know, you can always go back. You know, I, I remember I had a trip to uh, Thailand, but uh, COVID happened. A little thing called COVID. Oh, yeah, I remember that. If you thing. remember that. And that shut me down. But man, Lisbon was Lisbon was cool. We wanted to get on a trip. Uh, we were there for for a couple days and then we skipped the pond, went over to uh, Morocco. Morocco was dope. A lot of people actually kept coming up to me or not coming up to me, but we would see people and they'd be like, you Moroccan? And I'm like, nah, I'm American. Are you, are you sure you're not? Do you have any in the DNA? Well, honestly, while we were there, <laughs> my girl was like, I they like they asked a, a yeah, few you times have, you have to be. where it was like, <laughs> it, uh, you might be. So we got to, she's, I think she went on ancestry.com. We didn't finish it yet, but when we find out. You did the DNA test? Yeah. I'm scared to do that. Well, no, no, not the DNA. It was just like, Family tree. Yeah, family tree. Gotcha. Family tree, I'm very yeah. have you done D, the DNA test never? No, nah, no. Nah. Dude, I'm scared to do it for two reasons. A, giving up my DNA. Right. They're gonna frame me for a crime or something crazy gonna happen. Some I'm a conspiracy sort of theorist. Sci-fi right? movie. Yes. Yeah. That, a B more so for me is that I say I'm hundred percent Italian. I don't want to do that and find out that I'm not. That will right. like crush me because that's <laughs> a lot of my personality is being Italian. So mm. like I could have something else cool, which I might like. But I do like the idea of being like, I'm 100% of whatever it is. Right, right, being right. 100% of anything is cool because it's not that common. So I, yeah. I want to just keep riding with that. So I refuse to get a DNA test. Yeah, I wouldn't get it then if you, you yeah. want to stay 100%. Yeah. I think we all got a little bit of something. <laughs> yeah, something extra. I definitely have something else. I could have something cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like I am taking a risk by not doing it in a way. Yeah, I mean, you could be from Africa. A little bit, little the, bit of Africa. Italy is close. Yeah. Italy is close. And my family's from Southern Italy, which yeah. is even closer. Hey. <laughs> um, where else do you, what, what's your favorite place you've traveled? Um, I want to, it's going to, it's weird because I'd rather say, you know, because I've been to Cameroon. I've been to Africa twice now. I was in Cameroon in uh, 2015. Around the time where Joel and B got drafted, and I'm a That's Sixers fan. That's probably sick. I was gonna say so, you were almost in Morocco when they beat Spain in the World Cup. That exactly. Been a cool time I think I think I'm a. You're good a, luck. A, a luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, the king, the king, the prince of Morocco went home, <laughs> and they they got a little luck. Um, but uh, Paris, man, Paris was different. I remember uh, I was only there for a few days. We went there on the way back from Cameroon because that's where our layover was. 
And Paris is just so dope. Like, and it's it's very similar to Lisbon, but I don't know. It just seems a little more calmer. Yeah, I've heard Paris is more touristy than people would like. That's what I, I've heard people either say they love it. It's like they're, everyone either says their favorite place or they say it was too touristy. And yeah. they'll, they'll give some other places in France. Yeah. But, but I'd probably say 75% of people that go there say it's their favorite place in Europe. Yeah, I think when, I mean, being from, you know, here and like being around the touristy stuff, like say like, you know, Times Square, obviously probably one of yeah. the most, the biggest tourist attractions in the country. Like, I'm like, I roll my eyes. I'm like, why do you even want to be here? This shit is corny. Like, it's right. Just and like, then we do the same thing everywhere. Right. And then, I, but when I get over there, I'm like, show me the shit. Yeah. Like, We're like, like, Eiffel Tower. Like, yeah. Eiffel Tower. I'm going to go right, take off the flight straight to the Eiffel Tower. Like, <laughs> like, I get it. Like, but you know, when you have, it's like, it's the Eiffel Tower. So you have one of the craziest monuments in all of the world. Of course, it's going to be touristy out there. Like, is the Eiffel Tower tall? Is it it's like, not as tall as I thought. Dude, so this is like random. I saw this random. I was telling uh, my girlfriend about this. And I showed her the video. There was this random video I saw. It was kind of like an animated way to show like the biggest statues in the world. I saw the same thing. Dude. I love that video. All the fucking like, they're all Buddhist statues that are yeah. like, it show, if at some point you get to the Statue of Liberty and you're like, okay, now I have a reference point of right. how big the Statue of Liberty is. Statue of Liberty was one of the first things. Yeah. It kept going up and up and up. And there's ones in India and all these East Asian countries that are enormous. Yeah. The, Dude, the I can't one, even imagine it. Yeah, the one John in India is like 10 uh, Statue of Liberty. It's like insane it's how crazy. they crazy. And it keeps getting like, it'll get like bigger, 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 bigger. And then all of a sudden the last one just doubles. Yeah. One that's probably tripled the Statue of Liberty. It's crazy. It's and how they make it look so detailed. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw that not too long ago and that blew my fucking mind. I, saw yeah, I haven't heard of half of those statues either. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't realize we had that many <laughs> statues at all. <laughs> yeah. There was like a similar video that showed you like the depths, the depth of the ocean. Like that's probably crazy. Yeah. In comparison. I almost like, like don't want to know that. That's like scary. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, where do you want to travel? <clears throat> What's on the, the list next? Still want to redo my Thailand trip. Um, and probably, you know, s- stick in that region really i want i've been trying to go to tokyo forever tokyo would be cool i think tokyo is very very much up my alley very much in line with my aesthetic artistically and whatnot mm-hmm. um one weird thing though i've never really been like pressed to go to south america nothing against south Ooh, america i really want to go to peru and see machu picchu that's like yeah. a big one i actually almost started another trip i almost did my a bunch of my friends went to argentina and it just was an expensive trip and wasn't in the budget for your boy. But okay. I wanted to go there, too. So I almost went to Argentina, didn't. But if I had my choice to go somewhere in South America, I'd like to do Machu Picchu. Maybe do some uh, ayahuasca or something. Yeah. Go discover that, myself. Yeah. Have an ego death sort of thing. That'd be cool. <laughs> I could use one of those. Yeah. <laughs> we all probably could. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we were also talking about, uh, this is a weird transition, right before we started talking uh, recording, you said this this setup made you feel like we were about to do hot ones. Yeah. What what other what other and I and I said I feel like weirdly hot ones. If you don't know, it's the complex show. They eat hot wings and just interview people. I feel like that's a sh- almost like a show where it's like you made it kind of show. Yeah. What, what other show do you have? Any things that you look at where you're like, what like that will be the sign that I made it? Like I was on. I have one more in my head that I feel like is an easy one. Well, is it cheating if I say like any of the late shows? 
No, not at no. all. Just like whatever you, whatever you, I, I think it's interesting to see like what people, cause it's, it's funny to, for me, like when you, when you really think about it to say hot ones, you're like, okay, uh, an online, like essentially like, it's like we say media outlet, it's kind of like a blogs, YouTube mm. show. It's yeah. like a, you made it, you know, it's like kind of right. interesting, but then some people still think the late shows. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, for me, especially like, cause I, I've used to watch Jimmy Fallon uh david letterman obviously he's off air now but you know i used to watch those guys just being especially in college just being up late that was like not late to me like 11 30 12 yeah. like just like whatever i'll watch and i it it's crazy because like i think i really got interested specifically in the performance performances for the artists when tyler was on the Jimmy Fallon. I know that's your guy. Yes. Well, he was on Jimmy Fallon in the early, early yeah. days, like when they were still like. And that was a classic video where they're like wearing the ski mask, running around screaming, yeah. and then they jump on Jimmy Fallon's yeah, back at yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think people don't realize like that a lot of like bubbling artists are still doing that. Like yeah. they're not technically broken yet, but you know, they're, they've got a decent, they made it to the late shows. So they got a decent following. So. I, I think, uh, you know, that's that kind of is still like a bucket list thing. Yeah, sure. performing on a late show would be. It, it's also like, I don't know, this is kind of off topic. Not really, but eh, talking about like live performances that people are doing like that, like that's uh, definitely like a, you made it kind of one. But then something I've been seeing a lot recently that I feel like more bigger artists are doing now, but doing the kind of NBA halftime performances. They always sound like shit. They and always I don't do. get why people do it. Like there was like Fabio did one, like Fabio Foreign did one, and he was getting clown because it sounded bad. Yeah. There's like two others I saw recently where every time someone does it, the audio is all out of sync. Like so it's something with the way they they're not hearing themselves right, and it sounds terrible. And I feel like people keep doing it, and I don't get why. Yeah, I don't understand either. I think I mean I guess you get that opportunity you don't want to be the idiot that turns it down yeah but you don't want to get clown i'd be so exactly. dude, i'd be so scared of getting clowned now that i've seen other having other people i'd be like hell no but just yeah. like i don't get why they can't figure it out because like other people i don't know it's just something i, I my, my guess is that they don't get i'm guessing they either don't get their sound team involved or they aren't allowed to i, I guess know. like because i mean if i'm doing a show regardless yeah you know i i need to have my live show setup if, if it's crew if it's equipment i need all that and i'm not gonna you know go on and it and give a show that's not my show yeah you like performing no, live i've seen a few of them i love it i love yeah. it i think that's my favorite part of making music really is um you know being able to perform the stuff we made what's and, your favorite uh, song to perform rem Rem for sure. I actually think you post, you might've put, now that I think about it, you might've posted that once. Yeah, Rem, yeah, Rem is my favorite for sure. Cause it has that cool like build up into the big drop and then boom, we're in there. And it's like very high energy. I've actually noticed, I feel like you're more, I will go deeper into it, but I feel like more of your, your current music, when I listen to it, like the songs you put out this year, it almost sounds like you're making it with, in mind, thinking of how it's gonna sound live. Yeah. Like that, like, I don't know, that just to me as a listener, that's how a lot of your like more recent music sounds to me like, oh, he like you're making this for the live performance. Right. Is that what you think about when you're making a song a lot of yeah. times? Yeah, for sure. But it's also a gift and a curse because, you know, sometimes I'm giving 
too much energy to a song that needs to be a little more plateaued and uh, a little more tame, you know, because not every message comes should come across, you know, high energy. I don't think. And, you know, it, to be honest, like me, like I'm a pretty mellow dude. So like. I want those types of songs to be a little more sporadic, like I could do this and I'm here, but we're we're typically in this register. Like, I think with a lot of the tracks I've been making um, lately, aside from the high energy, I'm trying to reel it back in and, you know, give people, I guess, more of a authentic me, if that makes sense. How do you, how do you approach doing that? Like, what do you need to do to give that to the audience, to the fans? Um, it's a good question because we're sort of figuring that out as we go, you know. Um, I want to say I, I know exactly my sound, but uh, I think being an artist, you always want to explore multiple things and it's sort of reeling that all in and, and being like, OK, this is where I am. This is the pocket I should be in and moving forward. This is where I want to be. So just figuring that out and, you know. So I feel like you're talking about more of the sound almost in the content. For sure. For sure. So that's that's how like you're like the production first versus the the content of the lyrics, let's say. Yeah. Um, the content, like I, I obviously harp on as well, but I think sonically. I've been trying to craft something that's me and something that i can just be without trying to you know have to turn something on you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel that um it's also like if you really think about it most people aren't listening to the lyrics of anything which is crazy like, ever you know yeah it's even people who think they are they're really not yeah genius exists for a reason <laughs> and it, i mean on my way over here i was listening to music and even like listening to some songs like I think it was, I was listening to Lovers and Friends, which is a weird song, I mean, <laughs> to be randomly listening Lose to. Lose two on your way to see me. But hey, it's a hit. Yeah, I, <laughs> Lovers and Friends. You're I am, excited. I'm certainly a friend. <laughs> That's true. I, That's I'm true. certainly a friend. It does fit. But I, even like, I was like off a couple words. I felt like LeBron, where they, <laughs> they, they get him and he's like, he's always off. But yeah, you, it's some words, not every word's going to connect. And I think a lot of uh, artists hang on to every word and i think you you need to be a little more loose and you can you can be a little more loose now the listeners are allowing you to be a lot of loose i think <laughs> if you think about it look at a lot of the artists that that I, there's artists that i love like thug i love thug can't say what he's saying half the time <laughs> you can't understand or is he might not even be saying anything yeah. honestly yeah but it's sonically that shit is like a hit my favorite story about I ever tell you the my the story about Young Thug I read in, it's one of Gucci Mane's books. It's like he was Young Thug hadn't blown up yet, but he had been making music around Gucci Mane. And this is why I say Gucci Mane is the best AR who ever lived. So he he says he was listening to Young Thug. He did a song, you ever hear Two Cups? Nah. I think it's called. Dude. So he so he said he was like, I was in the studio, Thugs recorded the song, Two Cups. And as soon as I heard that, like that song, I knew he was going to be a star. Like that was it. Like that was like a, an aha moment. 
So I'm reading that. I go, okay, let me, I never heard that song. Let me read uh -huh. it. Bro, that song sucks. <laughs> that song is so bad. And it's like comically bad. Right. It's so bad. And I was like, I like, you have to have such an eye for talent to see that. Yeah. Or just get lucky. But he's, he did it. Gucci Mane did it too many times that I don't think he got lucky. Right. I think he just has an eye and an ear for it. But that is always one of my favorite stories because it's just like, oh, this must be the hardest song ever. The mm. song is not. It is yeah. so like bad. He's just saying nonsense. Like <laughs> the, the chorus is literally, I might have said it when I talked to someone else recently on mic. He, he goes, <laughs> it's just like the chorus. He's just going two cups, stuff, uno, dos, cups, stuff. He just does that. When it gets the first verse, he goes L-E-A-N-I-N-G. Like that's literally how the song starts. And, and Gucci was like, Dude, that's it. Gucci was like, <laughs> he can spell. Yeah. He's fucking in. Yeah, dude, this is my guy. Yeah, but he was right. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's one of the most, and Young Thug is probably one of the most impactful hip hop artists of the last decade. Yeah. You could definitely make an argument for him. And that's how he figured it out. For sure. So talk about being loose with the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Free Thug and YSL. Yeah. I was, uh, I am a big fan of First Name Dane. He will get to my, he knows what my favorite song is and we'll work our way back to that. But, talk about the more current songs. So I was listening to some of your more current music. Um, and I saw that, uh, where's one? Oh, on, on Rem, you said you had two things on the cover. So you did like a series of ones. You kind of made it like a magazine cover Yeah. for like a, a series of them. Yeah. So I noticed on one of them, you, you talked about for Rem, you talked about lucid dreaming, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, I want to ask you lucid dream, but I also saw quickly that you said, you think our Chelsea boots lane. <laughs> Our Chelsea yeah, Boots Lane. We need to have a conversation I'm, I'm about this. To, I was trying, while you were saying that, I was like, he's definitely going to bring up yeah. the Chelsea Boots Yeah, Yeah, just, that definitely spawned from something. So I wanted to ask you why, like, what made you put that? Our Chelsea Boots And I don't know, are they? Do I need to stop wearing them? Yeah, so on the on the covers of, uh, so we do this Waves of Water series here and there, which is like four singles we drop. And uh, I hit up Rami, one of our, uh, mutual friends. R Rami also, I don't know if you know this, Lyndon Ave is the sponsor of the show that we're on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So shouts out to Rami. I should have worn my Lyndon Ave, Ave shirt. Yeah, so I'm not wearing Fuck. any Lyndon Ave shit either, but. I got you next time. <laughs> um, so on, we did the concept of magazine covers for the artwork and I came up with little short blurbs for like, you know, mock headlines. Right. And on Rem, or I don't know which one it, it was, was, but, um, it, I said, our Chelsea boots lame, like, because I mean, you know, fat, like that's like a headline you might see on a fashion magazine. And I don't, t I don't necessarily think they're lame. <laughs> Listen, I got a pair that I, I was, I have a pair of chunky Chelsea boots in my, in my car that I was going to wear. But I think, I think they are a little played out now, a little bit. I don't know yet. But I think they they caught a wave when everyone saw Kanye wearing them, right? Kanye is tends to be the first guy to do shit in fashion right. a lot of times. So everyone saw Kanye wearing them, and then everyone bought them, no matter if they look good or not. Because there's some good-looking Chelsea boots, and then there's some really... My thing is, I don't think guys have good footwear options. I'm on the loafers. That's where I'm at. I like loafers now. Loafer, like I like loafers too, but I feel like they're some like it's hard to pull off because sometimes they're they look too dressy almost. It's hard to like like you got to have a certain amount of style to dress them down. You got to have the right leather. I yeah, think. 
Yeah, maybe. And there's always Doc Martens. I was going to say, Docs are like probably the only one I could think of where you got a little more versatility there. Yeah. I mean, my guy, we're talking about Tyler, he wears loafers all the time. Loafers, like that's yeah. his probably footwear of choice, but I don't see a lot of guy. I don't see loafers too much. I feel like only like very fashionable dudes are wearing loafers. Yeah. I got a pair of loafers. So, so thank you. So there you go. Um, <laughs> and also, I don't know. I think, I think uh, Chelsea boots look better with, with slimmer fit pants. And I think yeah, baggies, definitely. baggies coming back. I think baggy's coming back. I think baggy's coming back and I wear baggy, but I think I almost think we're going to have like both. I feel like both have been coexisting for a while now. Yeah. I don't know. I think people just aren't wearing like skinny, skinny anymore. But right. I, I no. don't know. But it's, I can't. I haven't seen the like tighter fit go away yet. But yeah. I feel like baggy's been around for a little bit now. Yeah. I think you, I don't know. It's weird, man. Like we'll be in we'll be in like these eras of fashion and we'll be like what's next and then we'll be in the what's next and not really be noticing you yeah, realize that it happened yeah and then be like wow that was funny that we were wearing right fucking i i think like like tops are baggier now oh that sure. i think is like now everyone's wearing like boxy shirts yeah, and like the, box the heavyweight t-shirt yeah that's like i think has been a big shift which i guess usually then you're not gonna wear like tight ass you know people you know what i noticed people is like a fashion thing now it's like the big baggy tops and then short shorts like I that's do that. a look yeah i that, do that that's like the style you gotta have the legs to do that though and yeah. i've been i've been working leg day so <laughs> i got I, i'm trying my problem is i have the legs physically like if we're talking muscle I got it. But <laughs> the hair I also got, which is too much. I'm too hairy. Yeah. It's I, tough to pull I, off. People ask hairy. if I shave. I don't shave my legs, but I'm just naturally not a That's nice. That, like, person. I get envious of people that don't have a lot of body hair. Yeah. It's cool, but having too much is a pain in the ass. Don't be too envious. We get cold in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just added maintenance. Like, I don't feel like having to deal. Like, I don't mind having chest hair, but eventually it looks ridiculous. I'm like, now nah, I got to shave it. Uh -huh. If you don't have to deal with that, it's like just one less thing to have to deal with. Yeah, it's nice. But having a beard is nice. I like having yeah. the full beard. So yeah, you don't, I don't know if I would trade that. You don't have to uh, show out on me, <laughs> especially because my hair is going. So I'm like, thank God I have the beard, because if my uh -huh. hair went and I didn't have the beard, then I'd be more worried. But Dude, I always said, like, if I had a if I had a full beard, I'd probably just go bald. I think black guys look better bald, though. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, like I was singing that because I that could, the Michael Jordan effect. I don't know, but I because I've I've been wrestling with the fact, like trying to accept that, like I'm going bald, like it's happening. So it's just a matter of when I'm gonna have to give up. And I've been, like I'm hiding it like pretty well. Like it's not it's not going well up there. So I'm like I always like now I'm like judging people. Like could I look like that? And I'm like, dude, black guys just look better when they're bald. And like white guys, it's like 50 50. Like you could look like yeah. a dork or you could look good. But like I feel like black dudes like you like you could just go bald as a look. I think just like I think like any white guy that just has a beard and shaves his head immediately looks like a hipster. Like you could look hipster, but you could also look like Nazi-ish, or you could look like uh like too meaty, like too much of like a like oh, yeah. trying to be hardo. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you, I feel like it's easy to cross a line. I don't know. I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot. Of, this has been on my mind quite a bit. So I've done a lot of thinking about like you're how I'm preparing. Look yeah. You're preparing. I'm mentally for preparing for going bald. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's coming, whether I like it or not. Um. All right. So you so you are from from Philly. You're a Philly guy. Well, you're I'm really from, from outside of Philly, yeah. but I Jersey. consider you I consider you a Philly guy. Yeah. Is you consider yourself a Philly guy? Yes and no. Like I'll be like two people from not from the area. Yeah. But yeah. like when it gets to like people from Philly, I'm never gonna be like I'm from Philly. So what do you say? I'm South Jersey. 
South Jersey. Yeah. Um, Are so, you one of those people that doesn't believe in South Jersey as a place or like? Are you like I'm a Central Jersey guy, which there. is another Jersey argument in and of itself. Yeah, like exactly. the Central Jersey exists is like a haha, um, <laughs> like a whole bit people argue about. I think just I to me, I think it's just South Jersey, just personality-wise, it's it's either South Jersey, I think, gets split a little bit into shore people or Philly people, like in terms of vibe. I feel oh, like either yeah. either you're like you're personality-wise, you're a Philly person, or you're kind of a ritzy, like I have a big house in Avalon or some shit. And then North Jersey people are kind of more, um, what's a word? Not like, like, uh, like a hardened, like a hardened exterior. And you're like a New Yorker kind of. Okay. And then I think Central Jersey people are confused. I think we have like, (laughs) we're like, so I like to say we're in Central Jersey is where the true New Jersey people are. Cause we're not, uh, we don't have an allegiance to either city. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, I grew up equidistance to both. I was like a little over an hour from New York, a little over an hour from Philly. Where I grew so up. where you grew up, were there equal, uh, yes. equal Giants and Eagles yes. fans? Yes. It was like Giants, Jets, Eagles. We get the local stations for both. It's a pain in the ass. Wow. It's a lot more uh, rivalries and arguments. And yeah, it's not, it's nice to grow up in an area where everyone's on the same page. You know, uh-huh. like when you grow up where you are, it's like everyone's a Birds fan. Yeah. You don't got to worry about it. Where I grew up, everyone's arguing because uh-huh. everyone's a different fan. I grew up a Jets fan, so I had, I got the worst of the three. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. I got, I'm Jets, Mets, Nets. So my, dad, my dad really fucked me over with that one. I got all the <laughs> shittiest teams ever. Jets. Like literally Nets, every single wrong. Nets. I kind of like rooting for the wrong teams, though. It feels too easy to root for the Yankees. And, oh, you know, yeah. like I, I like rooting for the, the teams that never win. Even though it leads to more misery, but then I think it means more when you win it. Like when oh, the birds absolutely. eventually won, yeah, like yeah, incredible. nothing can beat that. Yeah, nothing right? beats that yeah. no, at all. But I feel like also Philly people, and this is from an outsider's perspective, very much adopt like the sports teams are their personality. Like in New York, I don't think people care as much about the sports teams for Cer- some reason. Certain sports teams, I feel like. I think the Knicks is the only one people really care about. Really, I would yeah. say the Yankees. I don't. I think. I don't, it, or maybe I'm. I'm led astray it, it because right. of the hat. Yeah. Just because of how how uh, prominent the hat is in yeah. fashion and in culture, regardless. Right. The, the Yankees cap, but I mean, going to the Garden does not feel like the '80s or '90s or nah, even the early 2000s all. anymore. Like nothing. Like, it's also just too expensive. Like, going oh, to the Garden. Yeah. Going to the Knicks. Will, the Knicks will be trashed. You'll be playing the worst team in the NBA, and you get like the last row, and it's 200 bucks. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Even it's Rangers insane. games are like that too. Even if they suck, no matter what, the tickets are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking about like if you had to pick a city, you're picking Philly, obviously. I'm trying to think who is your who would be like the Mount Rushmore of Philly hip hop artists philly hip-hop artist so mine is gonna be easily meek uh that mixtape i back when you had to illegally download on limewire someone did not me (laughs) uh and uh and put it into sequence yourself and burn it to a disc uh flamers was crazy um Freeway, just off the strength of uh, what we do, that's I think is the best hip hop song ever made. That's a hot take. That I like the take. take. I it's, like the it's, take. It's, it's it's arguable for sure. Um, I'm gonna put a, a screwdriver in there. Tierra Whack. 
so I'm not when I was thinking of this list before we started, she made my honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I think it's just like she's incredibly talented. Uh, I love her spirit. She's funny. She can rap her ass off. And, she's great. I've seen her live too. Very good. Yeah, I've seen her live. That was actually the first time. The first, so the, the next person I saw live for the first time, same day, I went to the Roots Picnic um, back when it was still at Penn's Landing yeah. or Festival Pier. And I saw Tierra Whack for the first time. I was like, holy shit, this is Lauren Hill and Missy Elliott combined. Yeah, she's very she's fire. Later that night, I and I became a fan of Tierra Whack that that day during that set. Later that night, we see Uzi, and I didn't get the hype until I saw him perform. It was like this guy is like a little prince, an even littler prince. Like <laughs> yeah, he's, like little, he's, literally little. <laughs> like there's he's so small and just, <laughs> and, just and, he, and he was yeah he was, he was in red like he had like red leather on, and I was like this is I'm looking at this generation's prince because like. Like in the crowd behind me is like his like following was probably younger people at that yeah. time who knew who he was like and like he was headlining. So it's not like he wasn't huge, but I I just didn't understand the hype. And then like seeing him perform, I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, this yeah. is fire. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And just want to say, uh, I just want to rock is probably my favorite song made this year and it's like, really and it's not even like <laughs> like there's no there's hardly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's hardly any structure to it but i just think it, he he captured it was perfect timing that's it's a sound that's going crazy in philly and on i guess tiktok now you can see people doing the dance and shit i thought it was specifically a philly thing but and i think he just just captured gold Magic. The video is crazy. And video is Gibson incredible. Hazard. I think Gibson Hazard, I think he also did the the Metro Boomin' like videos in the run up to his album. Oh yeah. That the, guy is the, super the trailer. Yeah. yeah that, he's crazy. Yeah, that was it was that, was, that video was fire. My my only other people I was trying to think is like like if someone like someone's gonna get mad that you like you're not putting the roots or yeah. that you're not putting uh and I think Black, Siegel. I think Black Thought's one of the best yeah. rappers ever. Yes, for sure. I don't know, just for me personally. That's probably. I think those are those are definitely honorable mentions. Uh, Black thought the roots, um, beans. Uh, I fucking rapped in front of beans. No, what? Actually, I no. I thought you rapped in front of. Did you rap in front of someone else? Raekwon. Yes, that. Yes. Yeah, and fucking beans was there, and it was like a little competition, and uh, I fucking was up there, and I spitting crazy, and I felt great, and then the, the legs just came out. I was like, fuck, <laughs> I forgot my bars and fucking. Wait, uh, so, so what kind of a competition was this? Like, it was just like, uh, like they sent like four beats, you rap, you 16 over them. You, it's like round by round. So like, obviously I fucking blanked. I didn't make it to the next round. That was first round? That's that first round. First damn, round. That's tough. And I was like, damn, this sucks. But like, I was like, eh, whatever, I, I did it. Yeah. But um. That that hurt because I was like, damn, in front of Beans, yeah. like, and, I, and, and, and like obviously in front of Raekwon too, because like I'm a huge Wu Tang yeah. fan. But you know, I made I went and made uh, let Raekwon down that track, <laughs> and then I I tweeted at him. I was like, sorry, bro, and he was like, he like tweeted back Raekwon. That's I was it. like, it was like, it's no, it's no worries, G, just go make me proud. And I was like, that's that's what's up. That's cool. That's fire. Yeah, I actually never got that story from you. I remember seeing the the let Raekwon down thing and yeah. kind of getting the background of it, but I didn't. Yeah, like 
Did you have to like submit yourself and get approved, like get somehow get someone to let you on or was it just anyone could have done it? No, someone reached out to me. That's um, I think it was some some agency. How long ago was this? This is a while ago, right? Probably like May. Oh, is that recently? Yeah, probably like oh, May this that year. Was way longer ago than that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it like, fuck it. Like, I'm not afraid to fail anymore. As long as you try certain shit, like, I had to try that to realize maybe I'm not this type of artist, like the rapper's rapper. Yeah. And like I feel a like, backpacker yeah, like, I feel yeah. like, I feel like you could listen to my music and be like, he's saying some shit and he could like rap, rap, but like, I don't think that's the, the route I'm really going. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's your lane either. Yeah. Like I would have, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. Hmm, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, being afraid to fail is definitely what holds, or it's not even being afraid to fail. It's just like not being able to handle it when you do. Yeah. I think, cause I, I think what happens with a lot of people is like, I don't think it's that people won't try. Some people won't even try cause they're scared mm-hmm. to fail. But I think there's an even larger percentage of people that will try fail and that just immediately discourages them and like that's it like they can't yeah. handle overcoming that right yeah yeah it's no it's no uh it's not like a secret or like something where you see you know all these entrepreneurs talk about i fucked up i failed i took l's and i kept coming back like that's that's how you weed out you know, the people that won't make it, you know? Yeah. I always, I always think to myself just because <laughs> I hope this is true. Cause it'll be good for me is I was, I'm always like, if you just keep doing it, like, if you just like, again, like you fail, but you just keep going, like at some point, something's got to give mm-hmm. the only, I'm always like the only time it doesn't work out for someone is cause they gave up. Yeah. And like, maybe for some people, it's like some people are you know, more talented or ha- get lucky or have like a connection of some kind. And maybe the amount of time it takes them to get on or reach whatever goal they're trying for, it's like a year. Some people it's three, some people it's five, some people it's 10 or longer, but it's still like everyone will get there. Like maybe not everyone, but within reason, like you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of sticking it out. So you get there. Yeah. So it's always like when it, like, if I was like, if I just don't stop, yeah. it's got, it has to work out. Yeah. You Cause know? you'll find yourself saying, you know, plenty of times like like i don't get it like this artist sucks like he's not even saying it she's not even saying anything like this is bad music how how are they here and like i don't even have those conversations anymore because i know how they're there typically most of the time they worked harder they either worked harder or even if you know because nepotism's real like even if they knew someone that put them on like they had to put in the work to make that person feel comfortable enough putting them on so it's not like you you can't be there's a, you can't hold that uh that grudge against artists like that and you just gotta understand that you, you just gotta put in the work. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that w- when you go nepotism or like someone gets a head start or it's like oh your dad blah 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 or oh like you know mm-hmm. people get very hung up on someone having a head start. Yeah, I think that and yeah like that doesn't really serve you any positive purpose in yeah. any way. It yeah. just distracts you and makes you angry. Yeah. yeah. And I have that problem. I'm, I get ang- I'm always like angry about everything and feel like the world's attacking me. So that's uh, always like my number one. Like I got, you know, adding nah, that to the list. No, nah, we're hell. all human. We all definitely get in our bag and be like, what the fuck's happening? Is this only happening to me right now? But, you know, it's a big world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like looking back on like th- what started this conversation was like competition or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. But in the end, like you'll probably look back on it and go, 
and see the net positive in I, handling I, it. I saw it in, you know, I I immediately, as soon as fucking I left that place, I was like, because the beat, I made that beat and I knew that, I knew I was like, I was like, yo, I'm going to just make this track. And while, while they, while I'm in there, like thought process, yeah. like they're still thinking of me, I'm going to send, I'm going to record this and send it right back, send it out, put it on SoundCloud, let them hear this. And, um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't upset really with the, the, um, outcome. I was annoyed, but like, I wasn't like, fuck, like, am I awful? Am I trash? Like, I was just like, yeah, it didn't work out. Like, let's try something else. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, I think that's almost a superpower in a way for anything you're doing. Once you pass that point, cause like, I, I think I'm like that now, but it, I definitely wasn't like that at first. Mm-hmm. Definitely not at first. I, the biggest thing for me that I had the issue with at first was always feeling like everyone, like if you're not a supporter, if you're not overtly a supporter, you're a hater. Mm. That took me a while to get over. That was like yeah. a big like, which in a way though, I, I do like, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I do like feeling like people are, I'll say doubting me. I yeah. love that. Everyone has their different motivators. Really. Yeah. I don't know. I I get motivated by doubt and hate. Well, I don't, I don't typically see hate too much. Yeah, that's like, what that's what I'm saying. Like when I start like, saying that, but then I'm like, but no one's like no really one's, hating. No one's really hate, no like, like actively yeah, hating. No on one me. actually gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always what like then I have that realization. Like, nah, yeah. it's all in my head. But sometimes it's good. It's like the Michael yeah. Jordan in the doc. Exactly. Where he's like making shit up just I to took motivate. That personal, right? yeah. yeah. Like sometimes you need that because you mm. I need a little kick in the ass to, right, right. to get me, you know, moving. Um one other thing I thought of, uh, kind of going back when we were talking about the uh, the sports teams thing, and you're talking about the Yankees hat. So I, you're never wearing f- rocking Philly hats. You're always rocking hats of other cities. I had I had a I had a uh, Eagles hat, bro. I had the craziest Eagles snapback ever, uh, and I had a really good Philly snapback. Both lost them at college. Both one story is kind of crazy. The other one is not as crazy. The Eagle snapback, I was home sick, either sick or like I just got my wisdom teeth out. I think it was my wisdom teeth, freshman year. I went home, uh, come back, and my Eagle's hat has paint on it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I asked my roommate. He's like, oh, uh, Evan wore your hat. We went to Dayglow. <laughs> oh, that's annoying, dude. Come on, bro. I was like, I, I was like you wore my hat? To day glow, dude. <laughs> he said it was green. I, I thought it would look cool. I said, "Yo, <laughs> dude." So, so we, me and Casey, got in the this argument on my other show. Um, we we were arguing on men with mics. Like, um, he was getting mad at me for saying I wouldn't share. Like, I don't like sharing shit with other people. Mm. Where he was like, "Oh, so someone like needs to borrow your deodorant? You wouldn't do it?" I was like, "Like, I guess I'll let you, but I don't." Like, it's kind of fucked up for you to ask me to yeah. use my deodorant. And then he was saying, like, if someone needs underwear, that's what we were talking about, sharing underwear. Like, like if you ran out, like, I, so he was like, say you ran out of underwear. Or say, or say like, Casey ran out of underwear. And he went to me, like, dude, I'm out of underwear. Like, do you have a clean pair that I could wear? And I was like, like, until I get, my like, a new pair or something. I was like, no. <laughs> like, fuck that. Like, because I don't know. Like, why are you asking for my underwear? Just go commando till you get them. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would never ask someone to, like. I don't know. It's just like it's just a weird thing to think about. People people are so down to share things that they're like, yeah, sharing underwear is no big deal. But like to your point, I oh, wouldn't want someone wearing my hat. No. Yeah, I don't want you wearing anything I wear. No, not at all. Except unless you're my girlfriend. 
she wears half my shit, which yeah, I have no which choice is in that, that matter. Everyone so. understands yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's like, you know, they, everyone thinks they just get the hoodie. No, they're getting yeah, most see, of the stuff. So, so that's my proof where it's like, I'm not letting people wear any of my shit. Right. They're going to fucking wear it to Dayglow and ruin it. Exactly. <laughs> Dayglow. That, that, that was like a time. I never went, but that, that was like touring yeah. at one point, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to your like more recent music. Um, I also feel like I noticed it seems a little, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I don't know if it's like dark, like darker in some way, or like the tone of it is darker. I think you even talked about, you did like a lyrical breakdown for your song Sunday worse. And you were kind of talking about like, this isn't like a, an uplifting sort of song. Yeah. Um, I want to say like I was in a hole and I was down bad, <laughs> but I don't know. I think, um, I think for that song in particular, I just wanted to do like the absolute value of the song that it was, you know, sort of, uh, crafted after, which was Sunday best. And that's like surfaces, like, yes, yeah. like way more happy and like no curse words and like, just like, you know, rainbows and shit. But, um, with like other tracks, like I guess Rem probably seems a little dark. Riri's a bit dark. Ready Player One. Um, I think uh, I personally like. I just came up on that, you know, that synth Mike Dean. Like I love that s- sort of vibe. And, Is it Mike um, Dean just like the synth god? Basically, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if he doesn't have that title, I don't know who. Yeah. Possibly could, but. <clears throat> I think a lot of that music was we were definitely in the headspace like we want to make something that sounds like this and moving forward i probably will make something similar so i think uh he's been a big inspiration of mine as a producer what what do you think it takes for a song to or like a sound or like how like how do you kind of get something on like you know like you're, you're making a bunch of songs you're trying to figure out your sound like, how does it like what does it take for a, a song to blow up or for, you know, like to start getting momentum in the music? Just like from your perspective, like, how do you foresee like, OK, this is like, is it more like the sound is unique? Is it more like, oh, I just need a cosign or is mm-hmm. it more like, oh, like the people need to connect with the lyrics. It needs to be relatable. Like what? Like, what do you think about a song? I think it, it depends, man. It's got to be. I think it's all the right timing too. like you got to have the right timing. Like, say, fucking, you know, Sunday worse, say that, you know, something comes out about the artists that made Sunday best and like Sunday worse. They're like, well, check out this song. Like, this song's pretty dark and it's kind of in tune with what he's, yeah, happened with them. Or, you know, like, I think uh, whatever's relatable and, you know, trends are in songs too. And, you know, whether it's a certain 808 or uh, just a, a phrase that feels time, like timely, like fucking Drake's so good at that. I think like yeah. you'll you'll he'll say something that just feels like everyone can relate to at that time. And now that ne- they might not even listen to whatever the fuck he said in the rest of the song. But when that plays in the club and the DJ cuts it out at that part, they all know yeah. that one part. So I think, you know, it's, but you can never make music with that in mind. I don't think, I think when you start trying to 
reach a trend or become a trend, like that's when like your your listeners can tell. People see through it. They see through it for sure. Yeah, it's very obvious when someone like the example I think of it just because you said his name was when Drake tried to do that, which like the song still did well, but the one where it was like, I'm gonna dance like Michael Jackson, right foot up. Like that was like, I'm trying to make a TikTok song and it like did well, but just because he's Drake kind of like that didn't really like people could, all right, this guy's trying to make a TikTok dance. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't think that really, you know, landed like he expected it to. Like he thought he was just like, I'm gonna make a TikTok dance and everyone's gonna dance. The one that did was, uh, like before TikTok was even a thing, I think, um, where everyone's dancing outside of the cars. Which one was that? Uh, Keep, uh, yeah, you love me. Yeah, like what's that? the name of that song? Why am I blanking? Leave from beside me, cause I want you. Damn, I can't remember that. That was like a hit. That was yeah. an absolute hit. But that, like, he wasn't trying to do that. No. That just caught on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it just has to come naturally. Yeah. You can't like sure. tell people what the dance has to be mm-hmm. or something like that. Um. So. You, you kind of just touched on that and we've you and I have talked about like you got stuff coming out soon you're trying to plan the you know what you're gonna release singles album whatever what's what's like your strategy for timing you're just saying how important timing is like how do you know when the right time is to drop this or I'm sure you have you know X amount of dozens of finished songs yeah how do you know which one is the one to focus on when it should come out what what gets a video what doesn't yeah um I think, you know, when you listen to a song, when I listen to my songs or any song, really, I can like sort of envision what kind of video I would want to make. Um, certain songs come easier. And I think that's when you know that this song needs visuals, something that sounds like I feel like like we said before, like, you know, crafting our music after or being influenced by Mike Dean, rather. Uh you know, we have that cinematic sound. So like a couple of our songs will be like, you know, this this is something that needs visuals. When you're saying our, who are you talking about? So I work with Taiki mm-hmm. and I, I feel like we work so closely with each other that I just say we like for like- And is he producer and engineer? Producer, engineer. Um, even when I like make a beat, I'll have him clean it up but really cleaning it up is him like completely remaking it <laughs> just a but, new beat <laughs> yeah yeah so like yeah, yeah i owe a lot to my guy taiki at still underscore ty that's my guy like the plug you guys did the like a collab ep with him and uh endo and sunny sword too yeah we shot a short and he did film. a whole like short film yes what was like the mindset behind that yeah just, just what i'm saying like first of all to be honest like we got in we recorded this at his house like two houses ago. Like and this was a recorded like early on, probably like 2017, 2018. 2017, like, 2018? Yeah, I wanted no way. Maybe 2019. I'll give it 2019. Probably 2019. But like it's been a lot in the work because we were trying to get we had the idea after we recorded it all. The idea you're saying the, the movie. The yeah, film. we wanted yeah. to do a video, three videos and uh, and then a short film. And basically craft our own little Marvel yeah. mini verse, you know. So that just came about after we were listening to it. We were like, "Holy shit! Like this shit sounds like a movie to us." Yeah, for for people who haven't seen it too, you should go watch it. It's on Ty Key's YouTube, I think. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like 
you guys are basically like getting high in the park or something like that. Yeah. And you each kind of venture into your own like headspace kind of, and mm-hmm. then each person's is their own, has a unique video own, to their, their own, own song. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we have our own respective trips and we show, I think I have like the bad trip. Endo has like a good trip and Sonny has a good trip. And um, see, you're always dark. You're dark, as I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you're I'm making a, dark maybe shit. Maybe I'm yeah. sad as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am depressed. Yeah, wow. but, I do need to go to a therapist. <laughs> they just just show shit. me my music. Yeah. Like wow, like <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> I never realized. Thanks for pointing it out. To me. <laughs> this is actually an intervention, and it's a therapy session. Yeah. This isn't. They, it's not even recording it's the camera. Recording. Yeah. <laughs> my family's here. <laughs> guys can come in now. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, like I, I just think it's it's hard to know when like when the right time is to drop something. Like you're like you're like you just kind of know. It's weird to not be able to explain it, but yeah, sometimes the stars align, and sometimes you know you got to find that middle ground of like, all right, let me wait because I think it'll have great impact here, and let's just put it out and and push it as we go. Mm-hmm. And I think at, at this point in our careers you know we have the luxury of dropping whenever and just building a catalog and promoting and promoting and promoting as we go all right so we're getting towards the end but i want to end with my favorite yeah you know what song it the is hit. yes what do we need to do to make this your hit song hmm. dane has a song nueva it is, I will say, in my top five favorite songs ever created by any human in history. <laughs> that's, that's I love. listen to it love. all the time. I listen to it on the way here to get me excited to do this. Yeah. I fucking love that song. If you are doing this, if you're listening to this right now or watching this on YouTube, stop, hit pause, listen to Nueva. It will make you feel brand new. It will. As the song. For sure. I love Nueva. It's got a great vibe. He loves Nueva, but he'll never uh, perform it for me when I see him live. I've seen him two or three times. I've never seen it live once. I'll cry. I'm like, yo, I'm not kidding. I might cry when you do it. I got it. Well, we're going to make that happen (laughs) for sure. You need to make it happen for me once. Like, I need to have a special request because I will actually tear up. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) You know what's funny is TikTok really got big, I want to say, like probably early 2020. Yeah, that's when the song came out. And yeah. then obviously like COVID happened, so everyone's home. And fucking I, I feel like it would it was perfect for that. Yeah. But I was just not on board with TikTok at the time. I was like, what? Like I don't it's it still can ironically though. to me, I like I loved Vine. I thought Vine was the best. And yeah. I loved going on there, just watching stupid seven second videos and laughing and scrolling. And yeah. it was that's what TikTok is really. But like, I don't know why I was so against it, but I think Nueva is perfect for- We need to come up with a strategy. Yeah, we do. I, uh, we need a brand new dance. I think we made a dance. I didn't make a dance. I have to find that video. But see, we're saying you can't force the dance. You can't tell people what the dance is. Oh yeah. You got got to get it just going through TikTok and someone's got to make a dance for it. Yeah, we got to find the, what's the best part? What's the most engageable part of that song? I like, uh, I mean, my favorite part's the end, but I don't think that's the best if I'm going to make a TikTok video out right. of it. That's not the part I'm going to use. It's like the, you make me feel right. Like some, one of those parts. 
maybe right when it drops. Right into the brand new bag. Yeah. If you just get fashion Twitter. Yeah. To just, yeah. <laughs> the, the yes. Herm. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you. Because I... Yeah. I am telling you, dude, and I know you don't think it. I know you think I'm just overhyping it. That's the one. I know it is. It is is the one. I know. It is the one for sure. Uh, And that's a positive song. Yeah, it is. Very positive song. It is very positive. (laughs) You know, that's low-key like the big bang of like uh, me getting back into music and like really focusing on like releasing shit and being being, uh, gung-ho on you know, doing this as a career, like my, my boy Amos heard Nueva and was like, yo, what are we doing here? And was like, let's, let's drop. Like, this is great. Let's go. Let's go. And I, that really lit a fire under my eyes. And I was like, okay, like, fuck it. Let's do this thing and try it, figure it out. Yeah. I actually think, uh, cause for people who don't know my first ever podcast, I had Dane on as well. We talked about, he spilled Miller light while we I were did. doing it. I actually don't even remember that. I was that, nervous. But. I spilled Miller. <laughs> um, but that was, bef- that was, like you, I think you only might have had one song out on streaming at the time. Yeah, that. I think that I think was Nueva out, but yeah, Nueva was out by then. No, no, it wasn't. We did it. It was 2019 when we did that. At least I think mm, it was. And Amore was out. Yeah, it was only that song. I think it was yeah. the only song you had out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, I'm an OG. Yeah, you. OG. I am an OG from the ground up. <laughs> Day ones only. That's facts. Um. All right. So what? should people be looking out for from you? Uh, releasing more music, uh, probably a single coming, maybe another wave series. Uh, until then, keep running that uh, great mixtape. You know that. Yes. It's a good one. Um, I'll put all links. Links are all in the description of this yeah. for you to run up his music. Yeah, great is great. Great is great. Yeah, just right. like Dane. Just like Dane. First. Yeah. All right. One. That's it. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Um, and we'll work on Nueva being your hit song. It's going to be. And I'll tell you, I told you so. 2023 is Nueva's year. <laughs> <laughs>